on another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, leave your comments for any of your real estate needs. Make sure to check me out at Rafi the Realtor. Make sure to sign up to my newsletter. The newsletter has lots of important information. Whether you are investing, renting, buying, or selling, you will absolutely love the newsletter. Without further ado, we have an eight-figure business owner, an entrepreneur, owner of Nova NRG and Barayev Bootcamp, the man from the Queens, New York, now a member of Miami. Put your hands together for Mr. Michael Barayev. My boy brother? Rafi, bro. What's going on, brother? What is going on, homie? How are you? Round two. We're going to do round two? Yes, sir. We're going to end the listen. This is this podcast is going to be a very, very long ordeal, meaning not the episode, but this journey of podcasting. So you'll be coming on for more than two episodes, God willing, dude. Hopefully. Why not? Let's impact some people, make some people, you know, get closer to their dreams and goals. I'm all about that. You know that. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. So that's how we're doing it virtually. I feel like it's COVID or some shit. You know what I mean? I know, right? I know, <laughs> I know. We'll do no, we'll do listen. We did the first one in person. That was a while ago. We're gonna do more in person as well. God willing. Things happen. So uh so give us we we spoke about what you did a lot on meaning in the first episode, we spoke a lot about motivation. We spoke a lot about what it takes to become a business owner. We didn't go into as much about what you do day-to-day -day with your company, how you grew your company, how you have your your team leaders, and you have this, this downline of people working underneath. So how did you build? How did you, why did you choose Solar? And how do you structure the company to have built it in three years to an eight-figure business? I mean, to be honest with you, I always look at it this way. Everyone is so hung up on, oh, I'm trying to build a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, nine-figure business. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to build something, right? To me, I have to build something that actually motivates me to wake up every single day to say, I want to do something amazing where I'm impacting people. So I, I think a lot of people build businesses for the wrong reasons. They're either building it just to make money or they're building it because it's cool or whatever it may be, right? But you have to build it because something has to drive you at the end of the day. So for me, Stoller was one of those things where a lot of things were in the marketplace. There was a lot of excitement, a lot of pump, a lot of talk about it. And I was actually coaching one of, one of my students and he was doing very well in Solo. I was like, oh crap. Solar may be a good industry to kind of jump into, right? Now, I really didn't want to get into, you know, another door-to-door -door sales business or marketing business. I was just kind of like done with what I've done in New York and New Jersey. And I was kind of like, you know, focusing on a different chapter in my life with coaching and real estate. But something kind of told me to like just do it one more time. And I was like, you know what? I don't even know how to do it. I don't know how to build teams. I don't know how to, you know, sales, marketing just come to me naturally. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go punch this sucker one more time and give it a two-punch knockout. And I kind of, you know, did very well in the, in the in the first couple of years of business because at the end of the day, it's not easy to build a solar company and a lot of people suffer and lose a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy. And we've got on our punches. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, me personally, the reason why I started it was because I realized during the pandemic when I wasn't, when we all weren't allowed to really communicate with other people kind of in terms of face-to-face. -face, we're all sitting behind a desk or sitting in our houses. I realized like what really inspires me and motivates me is the building of relationships. I love building teams because I'm able to build relationships. I was talking to one of my guys the other day, like why this business and why not something else? Why not like a solo business? Because a solo business where you only have to do things by yourself, like a real estate agent, for example, or you know other types of industry where you're kind of like competing versus yourself, I would not do very well in those businesses because I love being around other people and building those relationships and competing together versus the world, so to say, right? And building relationships to me is so important because 
it's exciting. One of my, my closest friends are in my business. My best friends, the, be, the best relations that I have are people that I work with on a daily basis, right? And to me, that's the essence of business. It's about relationships. And if you could do it for the relationships, the money comes as a byproduct, right? And not everyone's gonna be part of those relationships because some people come for a reason, some people come for a season, and some people stay for a lifetime. I'm looking for lifetime relationships that I can build for a very long time. And in order to do that, you have to have some kind of vision, you have to have some kind of values, some principles, things you're excited about. And it's not easy to do so, but once you figure out that vision that you're obsessed about and you can rally other people around that, it's it, it becomes a little bit more simpler in my opinion. So that's kind of like why I got started in the solar business. And you know, it, it's been fun. There's been a lot of ups and downs, just like every business has their ups and downs, but I don't really focus on the like all the, all the hype that people have about solar or any other industry. I'm just focused on building relationships and growing every single year and doing better than last month and last year. That's kind of like where my mindset has been at and it's been working pretty well. That's awesome. So, so how do you, it's a couple of things. Well, in real estate, it is, it can be, it can be, I guess, a lonelier thing depending on how you structure it, but you can also obviously have an office full of people. Correct. You can have, you can have a real estate partner, you know, like Rafi and James group for, for instance. And there, there is, potential for tons of community to be had. It's a lot of realtors have that same issue. I personally love working in, in more of that community environment. Much just more don't see it. We just don't see it as much in real estate, right? And you just don't see it as much because everyone's competing. It's like one person versus the other person. And I don't see that much. From what but isn't, I it like that, isn't it like that in your office though? Your, your, your agents, they are competing in a sense, aren't they? They are, but they're not. So everything is based on building things together doing things together they're very dependent on each other there's a little bit of, of some healthy competition in order to get you know who's got the most sales and stuff sure. but it's not a comp it's not a competition where they're eating each other alive and having friction like we don't i don't allow that i don't want that kind of relationships in the, in the team so everyone supports each other like I, I i could promise you right now there's like one ounce there's not even one ounce of drama in our offices it's amazing like, no drama, no fucking, you know, cursing at each other or hating each other or putting down each other or talking shit behind each other or de-edifying each other. Like everyone is edifying each other and growing together and supporting one another, even in situations where they don't even make money off that deal. Like, for example, people that are competing with each other, sometimes they're supporting each other to help them close their deal sometimes because they have to, right? I mean, they don't have to, but they're kind of like doing it from the bottom of the heart because that's the mindset that we built in the culture. It's always about serving other people, even though it doesn't benefit you directly with, with financial gain. So I think it has more to do with you as an individual, Mike, than it does necessarily with the kind of business. I think you created a culture and a company that allows that kind of healthy competition, but there's that camaraderie. I think that's you, bro, to be honest. Um, probably there's your leaders too. And I don't like to take credit for that, but I definitely think that as a CEO of the company, you have to make that decision. Uh, that these are the cultures that I, this is the culture that I want in the company. These are the values that I live by. These are the principles that I live by. This is where we are going. And if you can have someone like that in the company, like as a CEO or a VP or someone that has that vision, then it can get done. But a lot of people, they do a lot of talking about the vision or talking about those principles or talking about those values, but they don't live it. So because they don't live it, no one follows it. And you can walk into the company culture and you can ask everyone in the office, like, what's the culture? right what the newest person says that's the culture it's not what you say as a ceo it's what the newest person says and feels that's the culture so it's important that the newest person feels that in the company and that's a challenge because at the end of the day it's very difficult to build a culture if you don't know what the hell you're trying to build so you have to know exactly what you're trying to build and then live it and that's the challenging part because leading yourself is the biggest challenge right but if you can lead yourself and live that kind of life it'll just it'll just you know it'll just bleed into the team in the mindset of the team
That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, okay, let me let me kind of structure my questions accordingly. How do you, okay, so how did you choose your leaders? The, how many got, you have, because when we went to the vault, when I saw you at the vault, you had, you have how many, three, four? I, I, to me, to me, leaders, my whole company, like when you say the word leaders, right? So right now we have almost about 50 people in the company. And in my mind, I have different leaders doing different things, but I'm, we are in leadership at the end of the day. I tell my guys all the time, we're in a solar company. We are a leadership development company. And by default, we sell solar. Okay, like right. That, like that. So everything is about leadership development. Everything's about developing people and teaching them how to, the basic skill set that we teach our guys is how to prospect, how to close, how to train, how to equip, how to develop, right? Those are the five skill sets that we teach them. And those skill sets require, for the most part, the top three require leadership. Prospecting and closing, you don't really need any leadership. But in order to train people and equip other people and develop people, you need to have leadership skills. So that's what we focus on. It's a very heavy, heavy emphasis on building people so they can build other people. And at the beginning, you may have five guys, but from five, you'll jump to 10. From 10, you'll jump to 50. And then from 50, you could jump to 250, right? Because when you have the right leadership, you have the right leaders, then it's easier to multiply. So in my mind, how I look at it is every single person has a little bit of a leadership level. They have a little bit of a seed of leadership inside of them. Some of them are so new that their level of leadership may be a three. But some of them come in, come in the game, they're really good, they may have a seven. My goal is to increase their leadership by a couple of levels. That's my mind. That's my focus. That's my mentality. That's what we do in our company. So when you say how many leaders we have, I mean, it's very hard to say how many leaders do you have? Because in my mind, I'm not investing my time in people unless I see they have leadership skills or they have the potential of being a great leader. You know. So I would say about 20% of the company is usually the top leaders. Valid. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it also, if you look at the, you know, hierarchy of the organizational chart, you know, you could say there's a couple of leaders, you know what I mean? But in my mind, I look at the top 20% of the company, which is where I focus my time, you know, as a CEO, not to interrupt you, but as a CEO, there's four things that a CEO needs to do, right? Number one, he needs to focus on, you know, the, by the way, two of these things are very linear and the other two will give you exponential growth. De dealing with operations and building an operational system and a structure that's a very, it's, it's, it's good to do that, but that's linear growth, right? The second thing is business development, relationships, dealing with vendors, partners, whatever it may be. That's also linear because you can have, you can assign that to a COO. You can assign that to a VP. You can assign it to somebody else, right? The other two things that a CEO does is innovative strategies, tactics, campaigns, next six, 12, 18, 24 months, right? All those things is what they focus on. Like where's the company going over the next 12, 24 months? And the last thing is the leadership development. So the last two is what a CEO should focus on because that's what's going to give you the biggest return on your investment. So me personally, I invest a lot into the relationships, which is why I love this business because I'm investing into relationships all the time. Talking to the leaders, developing the leaders, coaching them, mentoring them, helping them become better individuals that can think like me. I want them to not be robots. I want them to do what they need to do. And when I'm not there, they can make decisions and execute as if I was there. And in order to do that, you have to mentor them and help them think on their own. And that takes time. So a lot of people think, oh, I'm gonna go you know, recruit the best leaders out there. You can, right? But then you have to build that trust. So I like to build people from the bottom up because it takes more time, but it creates very big, you know, you create loyalty like that. But if you go to recruit a top guy from another company, listen, he may stay with you, he may not. If you're a great leader, he may, but listen, I don't know. What I've gotten really lucky at is building people from the bottom up. Yes, I think it's, it's, it's much longer, it's harder, it's not easy, 
It's a very long-term game, but at the end of the day, I'm not playing a short-term game. I'm looking at an infinite game, and I'm building something special for me, my family, my friends, and the people that I work with that I'm not, I'm not in a race to compete with all these other companies. I'm in a race to compete with ourselves, right, and beat our numbers and get better every single year because so many fucking people are so worried about what this company is doing, what that company is doing, what they're going through. What they're, like It's just too much noise. You get distracted on your vision and your mission. Just focus on what you need to do. There's a lot to do. There's no time to think about what they're doing. Yeah, you could peep out and see what the companies are doing out there to get a little bit of insight and a little bit of strategy, a little bit of excitement. But I don't sit there and worry about what every other company is doing out there because it will distract you. It will haunt you and it will screw your mindset up a lot. Interesting. Interesting. I, I took um, when you're talking about bringing salespeople from the bottom as opposed to bringing someone who's very qualified. That makes a lot of sense. It depends, though. It depends, though. It depends on the position, right? Certain positions you can't do that. Like, for example, we have a virtual sales team position for sales reps if they don't have experience in sales and experience in solar they're not qualified for that position so it depends on the roles certain roles are entry level i would love to bring someone to the entry level and build it from the bottom up certain roles they have to have experience well, well i would say it's if it's fully commission based you're probably more likely to start start them from the bottom versus if they're if it's a salary and they have to come with a certain expertise you're going to want them to do that you're going to require them to do that because your your money's on the line so to and bring it's also like for example with the virtual sales you have to invest a lot of money into every single salesperson that's closing those deals so if i'm investing 10 15 20 thousand dollars per salesperson which is pretty much what what that range is i'm not going to invest 20 grand into someone that doesn't know how to close or doesn't have the experience right so in those in those situations you want experience you want top guys but even then how do you find those top guys right you're not going to find them on indeed you may, but in reality, they're working somewhere else. So how right? do you find them? How do you personally find them? Personally, I learned that, see, I don't like poaching from other companies. I just, I don't like to just go, hey, come work for, like, I don't do that, right? right. I make myself, I, I, I make myself a magnet. And the way to be a magnet is to have people come to you. It's like, I give you an example. When you go to the club, right? Let's say you're going to the club, okay? If you just show up there by yourself and get some drinks, you're not magnetizing anybody to you. Right. But if you go to the club, you buy a couple of bottles, you get a little table, you have six girls around you and it's just you and six girls. I mean, a lot of the girls on the other tables are going to be like, who's this guy? What is it all about? You're magnetizing yourself. It's the same social thing. proof. Yeah, it's social proof. So social media to me is my magnet. It's also my nurturing machine. I put out content and consistent. That's exactly content. what I was thinking, Mike. That's it. When you're talking about this, exactly what I thought about was those videos you do in Brickle. You guys should definitely check it out. Check out Michael Brive on, on Instagram. But the, the videos you do where you're having these conversations with people, asking them different questions about what they do for a living, you know, uh, any business related questions, that is magnetizing people towards you if they have an interest in what you do. Very important. It's not only the the is so we have two strategies that were working really well for us is getting the interviews outside with the people that were talking, you know, business questions, relationship mm -hmm. questions, anything to do with like you know getting better uh, mentally or spiritually or financially. But the other aspect is I also have a lot of trainings that I do for building sales teams and salespeople and stuff like that. So it's like a two punch knockout: entertainment and value, right? Entertainment and education together, and those two things have helped us grow. I mean, my social media now I have today I'm gonna hit thirty thousand followers. You know, on Instagram, all organic. I didn't pay for bullshit. All these, uh, you see a lot of guys with a hundred thousand followers. You never should do that, but God, I can't. Yo, massive fucking pet peeve, dude. Massive pet peeve. It's like, what the they hell? Piss. Yeah, also, when people have like 200 followers and they get the blue check marks, stop it. Well, stop well, it. Listen, it's the funniest thing on the planet. Like, I give you an example. I got verified before this whole freaking seven dollar, eight dollar a month, yeah, bullshit, yeah, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, you know. 
I started with one follower. Yeah. My mom. Okay. She's my first follower. I love you, mom. Right. But then I went to a thousand, then I went to 10,000 and I stayed around 10, 11, 12,000 for a very long time. I remember that dude. You were at that mark for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I, and how do I grow? So I said, okay, so that's what we started to do. So we started pumping and that is content one here, one there. No, I went bananas. I was like, that's it. Twice a day. I'm posting content. That's yep. it. Hiring a videographer, hiring an editor, hiring a freaking social media guy. That's it. I want twice a day. I don't care if it's Sunday. I don't care if it's Saturday. I don't care if it's a holiday. It don't matter. My shit moves 24, 24, seven, twice a day. You're going to see content, not only on Instagram, but you'll see that on TikTok. You'll see it on YouTube. And it may listen. YouTube has been growing very slow for me. It's okay. I'm at 2,500 followers right now. So 2,500 subscribers. Here, like 26. It's fucking okay. Mm -hmm. I started with one follower. Maybe it was my brother, I think. I don't know, right? But it's okay because eventually, like my TikTok right now is almost at 70, almost 80,000 followers, right? And I started with one follower it's too. It's the so easiest to grow, but it still helps, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, it doesn't matter. I'm just posting content and just yeah. boom, 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 boom. Dude, boom. if you post content long enough, you know what it is, man, and this is oh, what it I is realized. that one video, bro. That yes, one video. Yes, 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 yes. That dude, one, one of my, yo, I was stuck at like, almost 2000 subs for a while and i got one video that now it has almost 80,000 views i just got five six hundred subs from it which isn't that much compared to how many views i got but all it takes dude is that one view the one deal it really is crazy how sales entrepreneurship in general is about outlasting it's just it's about crazy with girls bro everyone's trying to find thing. listen hopefully you're looking for the one right the wife right, right? but how many girls you need to talk to and waste your time how many girls do you need to talk to and learn some lessons how many girls do you need to talk to and gain some blessings until you find the one that is perfect for you for the long term like who cares it's fine it's okay just put yourself out there and a lot of people they don't put themselves out there and put the numbers in their favor in relationships in business and anything right and at the end of the day once you get your win that's it you don't need to like once you get that one video that blows up dude it'll, you'll see what happens to the other videos i have a video right now on instagram it it's like i have 1.8 million views it's amazing okay? and it's still blown i that video was posted like two months ago three months ago it's still getting views every single day i'm getting followers yeah. every day right all you need is that one video now imagine you have multiple videos exploding yep. that's what's going on right now because when you're consistent long enough eventually it's going to pop it is impossible to penetrate the marketplace and not be seen and not be known if you're persistent and consistent but 99 percent so of people are not able to be persistent they're not able to be consistent and they wonder why they don't hit their fucking levels of success that they want to achieve you just got to be persistent and consistent and eventually it's going to pop now if you're consistent and persistent and there's no traction change up some stuff change the thumbnail change the video style change this do something different to see and test and test and test and then Boom, you get your win. And that's the mindset. So I don't know how we ended up in that conversation, but there you go. No, it's great. No, no, it's good shit. I love it. It's so true. It, it, thank God it's stuff I know. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different components, but it's it's so true, dude. It's so funny how like it, it, it really comes down to the basic principle of just continuing to do it, and then you learn along the way. You really a do, man. And a lot of people, they know these things because they hear this shit from like gurus, gurus, all the stuff. It's not about knowing then in the day. What I realize is that we can know a lot of shit. It's all, it's all about execution. Implementation, yeah, all about it. Yeah. It's all, dude, nothing else freaking matters. Absolutely nothing. You can, we can talk till we're blue in the face. Until we execute, we don't feel better, right? A lot of people are waiting for the special feeling to fucking kick in. Wow, I need that feeling to create action. And then that action, they forget there's a progression time, 
right? And then there's a harvest time. They forget about two things. They're waiting for the feelings to kick in. And even when they do create the action, eventually, they forget is the progression time. So I look at it this way, seed time, harvest, this is how people look, this is how people look at it. Seed time, harvest time. This is how I look at it. Seed time, progression time, harvest time. Yep. And in order to have the feeling to plant seeds, it's never gonna happen. You just gotta plant the fucking seed. So we so don't true. know this, but how many of us are executing? And I'm telling you right now, I knew that for a long time with social media. And until I executed, which was last year in June, when I was like, that's it. Every single day, twice a day, no matter what, it's been almost over a year. That's when it started to explode. Right. So it's all about execution. It's always about execution. And sometimes, like I told you, a lot of us may do enough action to piss ourselves off. We're doing things at 211 degrees, but not 212. And water doesn't boil unless it's 212. So sometimes we're working harder with, oh, we're punching, da, 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 but we don't see the results because maybe we're not doing enough or we're doing just enough to piss ourselves off. And that's where a lot of people are at. And I'm telling you, I've been there that's for a long so time. It's so interesting. P doing enough just to piss yourself, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's a frustrating place to be because you're like, I'm working hard, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm supposedly doing everything I'm supposed to, but you're not seeing the game win. You're not seeing you know what's beautiful, game. Mike? You know what's beautiful? The beautiful part about, about struggling in business is you have to come up with these strategies. You don't have a choice at that point. You have to start to innovate and say, something isn't working what do i do when everything is just kind of streamlined where it's not going great but it's not going terribly you go well, you're like oh well it's yeah it's a terrible place to be because it's like well it's good enough and so you're not at a place where you have to innovate and you're not at a place where you even necessarily want to innovate you're kind of just like oh well oh, it'll be it'll be okay but when you're in this position where you really want a lot and it's not exactly going the way you want you go wait a minute I need to look at myself in the mirror. Something, it, it could also be a time thing, right? There are things that just simply take fucking time. But you also have to say, other people are doing it while I'm not. Maybe they had a lot more, a lot longer of a period to do it, but there's something they're doing I'm not doing. I need to do that. You know, and it could be your own strategy, but that's what, and you, God you, bless yeah. Woo! God bless does, the, does the snot come out of your eyes? Because it, huh? No, it's interesting that you cover your entire face when you sneeze. I just, I found that I didn't cover my face. I went like this. Oh, it looked like you were covering your eyes. No, Sorry. no, no. I was covering my face. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't I got you. I think it would have been nice. It would have been, it would have added some flavor to the body. Nice. I want to congratulate you on your beautiful wavy hair, your beautiful long locks. Look at that. What, what, what? what? Gorgeous, gorgeous. Italian I can't tell if he's. Style, a, I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's very nice. A lot of people are more intimidated with me. Just kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, you're, you're very charismatic and intense. I think the long hair makes things a little bit. We're, we're trying like, it out. We've gotten a lot of compliments. I might leave it for a while. I like it, bro. It's cool. Definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, so yeah, these are, these are powerful. You know, it's funny the back to what you were saying about um, implement uh, implementation and execution. Everything we're saying is, is kind of redundant, right? A lot of people hear this shit on podcasts all the time. You got to take action. You got to take action. Everyone, everyone hears it. When you hear a guru or a successful entrepreneur talking about what you need to do in any given industry, it's very easy to listen to it and say, well, that makes sense. I should go do it. But you're not really understanding what that person is saying. When you listen to anyone, Patrick, but David, we're both big fans of him. When I go through experiences that he has gone through, maybe they're not exactly the same, but certain experiences that he's gone through, I really can look, I can listen to what he says and go, holy shit, I know exactly what he's talking about. 
right? Versus if I was just, and no shit, no, no hate to nine to fivers, but if I was just doing a job and going home, working for the boss, doing the job, going home, and, and Patrick is talking about the struggles of entrepreneurship, the journey, the trials and tribulations, giving specific instances, I go, holy shit, I literally experienced the exact same fucking thing. What I think holds a lot of people back it's not the fact that they don't create action. That's one aspect of it. But I think it's their thought process. It's their limiting belief factors, the certain beliefs that they have. And I think a lot of people are either afraid or they don't take the time to question the beliefs that are so ingrained inside of their mind. What's what are, what's an example of that? What like I give an example. For a for many entrepreneurs, they a lot of people say, oh, I can't do the nine to five thing. Like you just said that as an example. But let's look at that. Is there really something wrong with the nine to five? Nothing wrong with that. Mm. But we've been conditioned because we're outsiders and outcasters that nine to five is like, oh, I can't touch that. But like, what's so bad about nine to five? What's the difference? You're doing nine to five anyway as a business owner, too. You're still yeah, yeah. At nine, leaving at five. Like, what's the difference? It's not the time. It's not the time. It's the it's it's if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, it's not about the the hours, it's about what that entails. It's about do Correct. the job. Yeah, yeah, no matter what, an entrepreneur or an employee are still executing no matter what. The only difference right. is the amount of risk that each person has. One has very little risk, and the other one has a lot of risk, right. and it's just a greater reward. That's the only difference. Being an entrepreneur does not make you any faster, sharper, smarter, better, because I've, there's a lot of employees that are 10 times smarter than, than and 10 times more qualified to get shit done than an entrepreneur. What an entrepreneur is good at is just getting people around to get shit done and collect. He's An entrepreneur is so good at getting a type A personality and a type B personality to work together in the same freaking room. That's what an entrepreneur really is. That's a interesting way to put it. Right? Because an entrepreneur gets different personalities, different departments, and everyone to be in unison to work together towards a common mission and a common goal. So I just give it as an example. But some people have limiting belief factors or things that are holding it back. They believe that something, like for example, I met this guy who uh, he thought I'm not going to say his name. You probably know him. He used to work with us. He was one of my agents. And he thought that me and Steven, we used to work together. He thought, right, that because we were Jewish, we had bigger blessings. So we had more sales every time we knocked on doors. Hold the so phone. Money. Hold up a second. He actually thought that. Yes. Because when me and Steven, when we were in Miami, when I was knocking on doors to help training Steven at the time, I'm not going to say who he is. Right? Yo, I would take guy. that as a huge compliment. I'd be like, you're right. You should convert. No, but mindset, well, <laughs> mine. He was like, oh, you're going to this side of the block? I'm going to go on this side of the block. I'm like, dude, what, what difference does it make? What block we go on? And we would go on the exact opposite block. Like, he wanted to pick this block? I'm like, great, I'll go on this block. Right. And we would get sales, and he wouldn't. And he would say, oh, it's because you're Jewish. Like, what are you talking about? In so he thought mind, it was a mystic? He thought it was this mystic power you guys have? Like a divine? It was a mystic power. God's blessing you. You're Jewish. Da, 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 da. Long story short. People's limiting belief factors are holding them back from creating massive success because they believe something so deep inside of them that they don't even sit there and now, at that time I helped them question that stupid ideology. But most people have no one around them to help them question their beliefs because they they don't have a mentor or a coach to say, "Yo, what are you saying? What are you right. thinking? Where did you get this idea from?" All of us have been sold an idea, an idea about how to spend money, where to invest money. Like for example, some people are very good at investing money in the right places to get a return. Some people are not. When I was younger, I wasn't good at that because I didn't understand the power of money. I didn't understand that money was a fluid thing. Money's not like a lake. It's like a river. You got to use it and abuse it to bring you more money. Right. If I want to take a dollar and I'm going to spend it, like for example, I hate 
spending money. I love investing money. I well, that is the Jewish part of it. We all do. We all win. Maybe, maybe. But like, for example, if I go eat and spend a dollar on, let's say, a, a dollar on something, I wasted a dollar. Okay. But if I take that dollar and put it towards ads, dude, my sales guy can get a freaking customer. That gives me a 4X return. Like, Absolutely. that's how my mind works. So every dollar that I put is, I'm like, how do I multiply this bad boy? And that's the mindset. But when I was younger, I didn't have that mindset. So it, it was always about hoarding the money and not using the money properly. I had the same issue, bro. And I it, is it because of the way your, your family grew up? Why do you think you had because that? Because I grew up so poor that there was there was always a scarcity mentality. There was no yes. abundance. I give an example. There's people right now trying to recruit my people all the time. When you have success, people want to recruit from your team. They want to steal from you. They're envious of you. They're jealous of you. It's part of it's part of life. Yeah. But what they don't understand, and to me, just it's funny as hell because I don't have that problem. I feel like there's an abundance of people out there. I feel like if you take my best guy, it's okay. I'll find another best guy. I'll create another best guy because there's so many amazing opportunities, so many amazing people. There's abundance everywhere. I never get like butthurt. It's an amazing problem. attitude. It's an amazing attitude. You, it works like yeah. crazy. I'm not, I'm not held hostage by a top guy or a top girl or a top employee or whatever. Now, do I want them to be with me and build something special? Yes. But what I'm saying is that there's an abundance of amazing people out there, and it's it shouldn't stop you from creating success. It should. It's an abundance mindset. It's abundance 101. I'm changing my mind for that. Right? Not many people have a scarcity mindset, so every action they take is always about scarce, not enough. I gotta do this quickly. Uh, da, 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 da. And it's not a right way to. Do. If you want to grow in any business, you cannot have that kind of mentality. 100%. Right. So that's why. No, go on, go on. I'm just excited. I have a bunch of things to talk about. Okay, yeah, yeah. On. So abundance, abundance for me has been a really great, like, for example, if you ever sit down and eat a, a nice meal with me, you'll see I leave a little bit of rice or chicken or potato. I, I leave a little bit of food on the table just to let myself know there's abundance out there. Interesting. Right? Okay. So that's your excuse for wasting food. I like that. It's good. Well, it's not an excuse for wasting food. It's just it's <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Reminding me that there's abundance out there. There's always abundance out there. There is no, there is no lack. There is no shortage. There's none of that. It's just you have to have the right mentality and understand that there's abundance out there for you. And you just got to go take it. 100%. I've seen guys fight over girls. It's retarded. I'm like, it's bro, retarded. who are you kidding? It is, the it is the dumbest shit. If any adult, if you're past the age of 15, even at 15, if you're past the age of 15 years old and you are fighting over a woman, you are an idiot. There's an idiot. There's both ways, both ways. out there, and what is yours will Idiots. be yours. Idiots. What is signed Idiots. in the heavens is for you, and you cannot, nobody, nobody can get involved in a spiritual warfare when it comes to that. If God said this woman is for you, or if God said this person is for you, or if God said this is your life, and this is the this is this is a sign to you, nobody can fuck with that. So why stress over that? And that's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it, right? Great because attitude. Because a sign to you is a sign to you, and no one can steal that from you. But here's the other thing to interject to, to add to what you're saying. When you give off that energy of you not worrying if someone if someone from your company who's a top seller. No, 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 give, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that I don't worry. You always have to be paranoid and do whatever you can to add value. But if it does happen, in my mind, there's an abundance. I'm going to break you. Okay, so let me. Okay, we can rephrase that. My point is, is it's not going to break you, and you have an idea of what's meant to be is meant to be ultimately. Okay, but you're going to do your best. No, listen, it happens to everybody in any business. Right. It doesn't only happen to me or to you. It happens to everybody. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Right? And I always learned a long time ago: people don't quit companies; people quit people. So at the end of the day, if they left, it wasn't because of the company; it was because of me. 
So lots to take on yourself. Why do you think it's you? It's always you. Everything happens to you because of you. And it happens for you. So I look at it like that. And, and, bro, when you have that kind of mentality, you 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 will never hear me say it's his fault, his fault. Never. It doesn't work because I'm so consumed with what I need to improve on. And because I'm so consumed with what I did wrong, what I need to improve on, what I need to implement, dude, I don't even have time to sit there and blame your ass. I'm focused mm -hmm. on what I need to fix. And by doing so, I get better and better and better while the other party is still blaming me. God bless them. It's okay. I don't care. I'll take the blame. I'm fixing me. 2024, Michael, is a way better motherfucker than 2023, Michael. That's the way it's going to be. Because I'm always constantly improving myself and constantly changing myself and constantly taking the blame and constantly saying, oh, I need to change that. Oh, I need to fix that. Oh, I need to get better here. Like, I'm looking at myself today, who I was in 2019, four years ago. Completely different, Michael. It, it, it's shocking. Because I know who I was. I know who I is. I know who I am today. I know who I'm becoming. And I just, every single day, every single week, every single month, I'm not just saying this because everyone says that. I am genuinely improving myself on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And there's action to prove that. Audiobooks, books, events. I go to four or five events a year. You know, uh, 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 mentorship, coaching programs, courses, like actual work on yourself. Like who the fuck does that at 31, 32 years old? Not many people. So because I'm able to say that about myself, and I don't do that for, for clout, I'm doing it for me. Because mm -hmm. I want to be the best Michael Barai ever to be known to history of mankind that Michael Barai, when he's 85 years old, and he's about to die, if that's the age I'm supposed to die, that person can see that Michael, not be scared in heaven and say, you know what, holy shit, what's up, bro? We're twins. Because what if I could become that guy and I never did? That's the scary place I don't want to be at. Same here. I feel the same way. Isn't that yeah. crazy though? It's so many, it's crazy how so many, I, I can't, here's the thing about me, man. Like I understand that. And this is a basic principle. There are certain things that might take me longer to understand than others. I might not be as good at certain things as other people are, right? Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. What I understand about myself is if I don't get to fulfill or live out the, the goals and aspirations that I see in my brain, because I have these visions and they're a hundred percent attainable. I cannot live my life if they don't happen. I can't. It doesn't matter if it takes five years, 10 years, 15 years, and it might be extremely painful. To, uh, that journey might be extremely painful to get there. I need to have it. Need, and we're not talking about monetary materialistic things. That, that, that may be a side product. You know, that'll be nice to have those things. But to be the person to encompass the, the person that I need to be, I need to be that person. I need to be. I can't. And, and otherwise, that's what drives you? You'll, you'll get all the money, all the shit. You'll get it all. Because I think most people give up on themselves too early in the process of entrepreneurship or business or whatever, or even relationships, because they're not doing what you just said. Because if you, like I'll give you an example. If you really think that I'm in business because of money alone, you are smoking some good shit. <laughs> Money alone is not the real motivator. Like right now in my life where I'm at, money is not an issue. I don't think about money on a daily basis, right? I don't have to think about money. And I'm saying that humbly because God has blessed me tremendously. But I'm doing it because of the gain. It's exciting. I love to see the numbers grow. I love to see the smack and then the win. I like That's where you need to be. That's that is the, that's what I'm you need to be. I'm excited about the game. I'm excited about the leadership and the mentorship. What I'm excited about is I got a couple of guys. Like yesterday, one of my guys – you know, this is this is common for a lot of the guys in solar, but you know, he got a deposit of ten thousand bucks. He just started like you know two and a half months ago. I saw that. I saw you post that. Yeah, I, that, you post that. I was like, that's amazing. I wish I had ten thousand dollars when I was twenty-two years old, twenty-four years old. Like 
that was a freaking myth. Like it was impossible to get ten thousand dollars in one check. You hear what's you can you hold the phone for a second? It's crazy that you didn't have that experience when you were that age, but now at your age, you've been able to build what you've built. So now you're happy for him. You don't have this envy. Maybe you're like, oh, oh that would have been amazing, but you're no. just super happy for him. What I'm saying you know, is. Yeah, so what yeah. I want to say is, is everybody has a different journey. You didn't get that ten grand at twenty-two. No. But look at where you are now, because you Listen. weren't focused. You weren't focused on, oh shit, I don't. I, I need to have a certain amount at a certain age. No, 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 no. Listen, envy. The people that are envious of you, or jealous of you, or hating on you, are never doing better than you. Never. I give an example. Are you jealous of? I went so to South true. Africa. You think I was jealous on how they lived in South Africa in certain villages? Of course not. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Would right. you be jealous of a homeless man if you see him in the corner? <laughs> yeah, it makes it 100%. No. The only time someone gets jealous or envious or starts hating is when someone is doing better than them and you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you know you're supposed to do it and you don't do it. And that's when you create hate and jealousy and enviousness. That's the only time. So the reason why, if I, listen, I know when someone's not doing better than me, when they're talking shit about me or they're hating on me or they're envious of me or they're jealous of me. Super fucking factual. And I'm not going to waste my time thinking, like, dude, there's a whole list of haters that hate you, hate me. It's, it's, it's always going to be the case. I would, I would differentiate haters from jealousy, though, meaning like there are, there are very wealthy people that hate on people that are not. You know, they're, if we're talking mean? about kind of hierarchy, meaning like being jealous and being a hater are, are usually you in don't, the same I mean, environment. Most people that are, let's say a, a billionaire is not going to hate on a millionaire most of the time. It's not going to happen. If you really think right, about right, it. right. Like when I say haters, like haters, bro. Like people that are trolled, I guarantee you, if they're trolling on your page, they're not yeah. making more money than you. They're not. They're not. About they're not just doing better than you in any area of your life. Hundred percent. It's, it's it's very simple. A divorced a, a, a married person is not going to be hating on a divorced uh, divorced couple. He's just not. It's just not going to happen. A divorced person may be hating on a married people. Oh, all this bullshit, right? And you usually see that's why it's like it's so easy to know who's doing better than you. Like if you don't, if you find people that want to help you for free or help you for whatever, a charge or whatever, but they would love to genuinely help you, they're probably doing better than you. And that's okay. You want people that are better than you to help you. I want fucking help. I need help every day. Right? But if someone's not doing better than you, I promise you, they're always gonna do this. Give me that. Makes a lot of sense. It makes so much and, sense. And a lot of sometimes they're close and friends. Sometimes you're close to his friends. You got to be very careful. So, like we talked about earlier, I'm very paranoid. Mm -hmm. I'm paranoid, and maybe healthy, maybe unhealthy. I don't know, but I'm always watching what's going on. I'm walking slowly through the crowd to see what's going on. I'm like, oh, always trying to see who's on my team, who's not on my team. If you're on my team, I got your back. We're gonna win. You're not on my team. Get the fuck out of there. Stepping on your Alex Hermosi said something that's very hard for people to accept, and I think it's very true. And he, it's interesting because he's a very, very successful guy, but he has a very, you can either call it realistic or pessimistic, but it's, it's, I, I think it's very logical. He said that, you know, your friends, a lot of them, not, it not, doesn't even make them a bad people necessarily, might not even be malicious. They have a certain, uh, excuse me, they have a certain vision of you. And when that vision starts to change, say they grew up with you and went to high school with you, and now, you're starting to change drastically in a good way. You are happy with the changes you're making. That takes them off of their, you know, their foundation. So they start looking at you and going, wow, this guy's making so many moves. He's really changed his life. I have not what's going on inside of their right, heart. Right. And it really fucks with them. 
It's a reflection of what goes on in their heart. That's what the problem is. It has nothing to do with, with, with you. It has everything to do with them being insecure because they're not making the necessary moves. Because the right friend, if they want to make the same move, they'll, they'll join you in that path. That's why me personally, me personally, I don't have many people that I can say are my whoo friends, right? I have a lot of acquaintances. I have a lot of employees. But like my closest friends are people that I work with and invest a lot of time because we're in the same wavelength. Well, dude, sadly, that's the side effect of becoming successful. It just is. It just is because people are going to expect more. They're going to want more. And you can't, and it's hard to gauge who's real, who isn't, who really cares, who really doesn't. It's, hard to it's do very that. easy to gauge. Very actually, it's, in my in my in my in my opinion, it's easy to gauge. I'm not so okay. Well, what I mean is, is it's you may I be able to gauge. You, mean. you may I be able mean. to gauge well. You may be able to gauge well. I think I have. I think I have a pretty good eye for if someone actually likes me or doesn't, or if they're genuine or not. What I mean is, is it's. At that stage, when you're a multimillionaire, you have to be very wary of who's in your life for the right reasons. It's a better way to phrase it. I, I'd say this. The, the reason why I'm afraid of who's around me is because I'm afraid of having their belief systems and their thought process rub into my face. Because when your subconscious mind is calm and collected and you're chilling with your friends, whatever they believe will seep into your mindset because they're going to mm -hmm. frame your mindset. So I'm very careful. I don't want to be around people that limit my potential. Like I don't want that. I don't want. To, I want to be around someone that challenges my potential. And right. says, why, why, why the hell are you spending five thousand dollars a month on ads? Why don't you spend five hundred thousand dollars on ads? Or why are you spending ten thousand dollars on recruiting? Why don't you spend a hundred thousand dollars on recruiting? Huh? Interesting perspective. Or why are you spending this amount of money on this manager? Why don't you have four locations? Like, you know, challenging the way you think. Because at the end of the day, it's just numbers. If you can build one location, you can build 100 locations. It's just copy and paste. It's just getting the right people to help you in that process, right? So I just think that I'm very careful who I have around me because I'm, I'm scared to have the wrong mentality. I'm scared to be a loser in my entire life. I'm scared to be around people that are comfortable with just making a couple of millies. I don't want to make a couple of millies. Not because a couple of millies is wrong. It's because I know there's more inside of me. There's right. more to give to the world. I want to make a better. I know that the more people are, the more people I impact, the more money I'll make by default. So why the hell would I stay at one mil or five mil or ten mil when I know I could do way more? It's just a game. Right. Is there a point? Is there a point there you think you would take your foot off the gas a lot, or you think this is going to be until the day you die you're going to be drilling? I mean, to be honest with you, when you say pull off the gas, I don't think I'll ever take the my my foot off the gas in my life because I'm always even during the pandemic when everything was paused, my mind was gas, gas, gas. Like, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that has to be. I, I I realize that I have I have this insane like this insane energy that look it's freaking nine o'clock at night and I'm fired up and excited about life. Usually I go to bed at 10. So this is like my wind down time. But why am I so excited and passionate? Because I'm just obsessed about becoming a better me and getting to the next level. And millions of people don't know me yet, but they will get to know me. I will become famous in a positive way. I will make an impact on children. I will make an impact on people around the world. I know that I'm going to do that eventually. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for time to catch up and for the right videos to explode and the right conversations and the right meetings with the right people. But it's going to happen. Right. And I'm doing it for those reasons. I'm doing it because it's my potential. Why the hell not? I was given a gift, and I'm going to use that gift, and I'm going to share that gift with the world, and I'm going to make people feel better about themselves and create an impact in the world with my gift. Everyone has their own fucking gift. 
So do I think I'm going to let go of the gas? I don't think so because to me, it may not be solar forever. I doubt it's going to be solar for the next 50 years. For the next five, 10 years, I committed towards solar and real estate and coaching. Those are the three things I'm really passionate about and excited about. Maybe something else might pop in there. Who knows, right? But right now, those are the things that I'm passionate about, excited about. And that to me, it's all just a game. And I like the game. And if there's new levels to obtain, I'm not going to keep leveling the game. But if you keep playing the same level over and over and over again, and you keep losing and losing and losing, you're going to fucking hate the game. So I just don't want to, I'm not going to allow myself to lose. I'm going to keep winning and winning and winning and hitting new challenges and new levels and expanding and growing. And that to me, I think is going to be, you know, the exciting part. So do I think I'm going to let go of the gas? Probably not. But I'm going to put, I'm going to take my foot or take the vehicle and get off the highway and go to the next highway mm -hmm. and take somewhere else. Maybe I'll go towards, maybe I have children. I want to go all into my children. Who knows? My, my personality is very obsessive. So there's nothing wrong with that. Obsessing about family only, make millions of dollars, make a huge impact, have things, you know, pa uh, passively growing without you physically involved, just focusing obsessively about raising my children. Hey, one of my mentors did that. He made millions of dollars, had passive income, and decided to just focus on getting his children to the next level. So it all depends. But I just don't think me personally, Michael Mariah, can ever slow down or stop unless until the day I die. Mm -hmm. Like even in the hospital bed, when I'm fucking dying, I was like, <laughs> you know, and this is not, a, this, by the way, this is all natural energy. It's a gift from God. I don't know where it comes from. It just, it just inside of me. It just wants to come out. I don't it's know a why. It's a why, bro. Cause you have a why you have a why. I have a why I have a purpose. You know, I, I, yeah. I know my purpose. I know why I'm here in this world. I know exactly what I'm meant to do here. And that's, I, and that's I, what drives you, bro. When you have that, when you have that, especially once you start to get momentum and the success comes, once you already tasted a level of success that can put you in a, in, in kind of this upward, yes. Yes. then you say, yes. okay, you have this confidence where you're like, I, I did it once. Wins. I had some wins. It makes me, when I you did get it some once. wins, hundred percent, it's easier to start believing in yourself because you have a history of wins. But if you've never had a win, you're like, am I going to win? Am I not going to win? It's very difficult to believe. But that's the most important period though. That period is everything. That, oh, period, that, 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 that faith period was amazing for me. Yeah, because that teaches you more than anything. Because once yes. you win already, it's like, okay, well, I won. I Let me just, you know, duplicate it. Well, you know what happened, right? When I won and then 2020 kicked in and I kind of lost technically, I had to create another win. So right. solar was my second win because at first I'm like, okay, maybe I got lucky. But when I when I had my win with solar, I was like, all right. I actually fucking did this. Like I, I, Michael Barive know how to win. So if I got to do it a third time or fourth time, I can do it because I, 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 I had a gift inside of me that it wasn't luck. It was actual work and gift and mindset and talent, work ethic, all, all the things that come together to create that win. So yeah, I'm happy about that. The beautiful part is, is like when you have that faith in that faith period, when you, when you, you have that, that thing inside you where it's like, I know it's going to happen. But you still have that bit of it's not doubt. It's just if it hasn't exactly happened yet, you all you have is faith. All you have to hold on to is faith and abundance and, and positive if attitude. If faith is strong enough, it happens. I'm telling you. Right. I'll right. give an example. Okay. Um intuition and gut. Your intuition and your gut feeling will never guide you the wrong way. And I just recommend everyone if they have a high intuitiveness high intuition, high gut feelings, whatever. And they're very good with connecting with themselves. By the way, if you do drugs or drink alcohol, you just kill your intuition. You want to kill your intuition? Go fucking drink. Go fucking smoke. Go fucking sniff some shit. Kill your intuition. It's funny. People on psych... I, I happen to agree with you. People on psychedelics would claim like, oh, you know, it gives you all those yeah. things. 
Bullshit. I think that yeah, that's, I agree. That's a fake intuition. That's fake shit. That 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 shit fucks you up. But if you have real intuition, you connected a sixth sense, dude. Dude, I I relate to that so much. You bro. will feel shit. You will know shit. You will know. Like I give you an example. I was in a relationship for six and a half years, right? Six and a half years. Great person, amazing. We still talk. She's friends. Nothing. She's great. Just not for me, and she's I'm not for her, right? But in my fucking gut, since day one. I had a little feeling that I did not want to listen to, right? And I, I went against that feeling because, like, oh, you know, because of signs, because of this, because of that. And I fucking knew. So that fucking doubt let you know live with me for fucking six and a half years. I learned from that. I made a decision. The next person I'm talking to, there has to be zero fucking doubt. If I don't feel it, I'm not doing it because your intuition and your gut will not lie to you. It never fucking lied to me once, once. Why the hell would I go against it? Every time I didn't listen to my gut and my intuition, shit didn't go the way it needed to go. I'm like, fuck, I should have listened. You see, that's interesting, though, because I agree with you, but I feel like some people's guts and intuitions are just horseshit. Well, <laughs> hey, then if that's you, then that's you. I'm no, no. no, no, I'm not talking about me. I think no, my I'm saying, that's whatever, listen, whatever shit is like that, don't fucking listen <laughs> no, to me. No, some listen. people just, the problem is that some people, when they think of gut and intuition, they think of well, that's what, No, they're, you know what they're doing? They're like convincing themselves that that's the gut feeling, but in reality, it's not. They don't have a sixth sense. They don't have a, they don't have an attachment to their intuit intuitiveness. They're just like fucking hallucinating. Do you think it's head. just an, about, so how do you differentiate impulsive decision from gut and intuition? It's different. You're, it's, I, I don't know to explain this shit. Your, your, your mind and your body and your soul just talks to you. Right. If you don't no. have that going on for you, you don't have that talent. You don't have that skill because not everyone has it. Some people have a very high intuition. Some people have very low. And you could be clouded with, with, with a lot of shit that stops you from having intuition. I don't know anything about this shit. I can tell you what my personal experience is. I'm not a doctor or whatever the fuck you call that stuff. I don't know. I'm just telling you what, what works for me. Intuition and my gut feeling has never gotten me in, in, in a – I've right. always been right about it. So lately, I've been following my gut and it's been amazing. On point, on point. My boop, caught that, boop, got that, boop, got that, because I'm fucking listening to it. I'm not fighting it anymore. That's it. You know, it's amazing. You know, when you don't fight it, it's like, I feel like it's God's way of communicating with you without words. <laughs> it's beautiful. No, dude, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's a beautiful thing. When I when I just think of, because I think of where I'm, I'm going to be, I don't know exactly how long I'll be there. A lot of it's up to God. Obviously, it's up to my decision making, but, you know, God is the only one who knows when that's going to happen. But it's like my intuition tells me, Rafi, real estate podcast. What will happen later, you know, other other things, venture capital, whatever other thing. But I literally, those two things for right now in my life currently, that's, that's where I need see. to be. That's when you feel, then execute, yeah. get it done. You're doing amazing. My intuition is telling me that we're about to end this podcast. <laughs> my, <laughs> my intuition is telling me that I'm freaking tired. But I love you, Brian. I think you're going to do amazing things with this podcast. You're going to have a lot. You're going to have... You're gonna have people lining up for your podcast eventually, right? It's gonna take time. You're just waiting for time to catch up. Just keep executing, keep posting every single time that you post them, keep adding value to other people, and eventually that one motherfucking video, whoop, you'll I never see that. So I appreciate you, bro. Dude, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close out real quick, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it if you made it this far. Mike, you're the man. Thank you for joining. Make sure to check out his content, Michael Barayev on Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, YouTube, wherever social media goes, you can find him there. Uh, obviously, again, make sure to check out Rafi the Realtor for all of your real estate needs. This has been another episode of Soothing Semantics. Like, subscribe, share, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace.